What's up, guys? Happy end of the week. Well, I don't know when you're going to listen to this, but it's Sunday night for me. Um, After, this is post my life as a stay-at-home mom, or not-so-stay-at-home mom, and um, I only did one, one podcast. I was supposed to do a daily documentary, but I ended up getting sick, and I kept thinking, okay, well, at the end of the day, I'll just, you know, take some time and say a little something, but I get this awful cough at the end of the night, so I'm hoping I can make it through this podcast without my cough coming back or without it getting too bad. Um, but I just wanted to kind of wrap up my week. You're lucky you won't get as many details because I'm not going to be able to remember day by day. Um, and with my scratchy little voice, you'd think I'd be smart enough to have water, but I don't. I have rosé with me. And um, if you saw my Instagram stories today, by chance, um, I were having... Um, our, we usually have a corporate meeting at the office every Monday, and we've decided to have that corporate meeting here at our house, and we're going to do a little Thanksgiving potluck thing for our team, so some business, a lot of, a lot of pleasure, and um, so I picked up a bunch of wine from the store, champagne, so we could do mimosas and stuff in the morning, and I ended up going to HEB. Normally, I I love shopping at Total Wine, my absolute favorite, but it was Sunday. I waited to the last minute, and so, I mean, I was, like, stretching out, taking my time because it wasn't even noon yet when I was shopping, so I had plenty of time, and in the winter, I I tend to stick more towards white wine all year round. I do like red wine, but I hate the effects it has on my teeth in public, and so, If I'm drinking red wine in public, it's a rare occasion. So we're kind of stocked up on red wine. We're definitely stocked up on Trader Joe's Pinot Grigio. But I love in the winter, I love a Chardonnay, a heavier oaked Chardonnay. And so I was kind of hunting around, taking my time, finding some of that. And knowing that people were going to come over tomorrow, I wanted to have some rosé, like good day drinking wine, you know? And, uh... They only they had a very small selection of rosé at this H-E-B. And um, so I'm looking over there. And normally, okay, so there's this rosé at Total Wine that I'm obsessed with. Um, it's French. I know that. There's chickens on the bottle. It's a relatively pale um, rosé. I wish I knew the name, but I don't. But that should get you pretty far if you're searching for it. And they keep it towards the bottom, and it's like six-something a bottle. And it is the most perfect rosé ever, ever, ever. Um, and so normally that's what I get. I'll venture out every now and then and um, try some other ones that are in that kind of same price range, like $10 and below. If I'm spending $10 or above, it is like a big deal. Because Trader Joe's two ninety nine. I'm kind of spoiled with that. And then... Um, yeah, my, my $6 French rosé is just a bomb. And I really like a specific kind of rosé. Um, I, I like it to be really dry and I like it to be really, really simple. I don't like a rounded, heavy rosé. I like it to be really light and really crisp and really fresh. So anyway, so I'm at HEB looking. They don't have my chicken wine and most of the rosés that they have are 
like in the 10 to $15 range. So I'm like, okay, well, guess what graces my vision? Vanderpump Rosé. I just about died. I don't know why. I've never seen the bottle, but I got very, very excited. And it was, I think, $17, which is way outside my wine comfort zone. Um, but I just decided that I had I had to try it. So I got one bottle of that. And then, um, oh God, now I'm going to sound like an idiot. That really popular rosé starts with an M. You're screaming in your car right now. Is it, oh shit, Maribel? I, I don't know. Now I'm, I, I can't even remember. But when I saw the name, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've heard of that. Maribel? Maribel? Oh, kill me. Um, but I, I swear I've heard it over and over again. I'm sure I've had it at restaurants. Um, but And I've seen the bottle, but I've never put two and two together and I've never bought it. But I know it's good. And I think it was pretty cheap. But not, I mean cheap for being such a nice rosé or such a popular rosé. I think it was like $15. So I bought one of those too. But I decided that I would do a little taste test here with the um, Vanderpump Chardonnay. (coughs) Oh God, please don't. Please don't start cough. Okay. So um, the bottle is really, really pretty. Um, It's not as obnoxious as I would expect it to be with Lisa, Lisa Vanderpump and her silky purple sweaters or shirts um the rosé is kind of like a pale pink peach like the perfect color in my book let me sniff it I'm so not a wine connoisseur I'm a lush not a connoisseur so okay it smells perfect it smells light and expensive quite frankly okay let me taste it huh, it's really good. It's not as dry as I expected it to be. Let me see. Really good, though. I think. I think I like it. It kind of has a watery finish to it. I think my chicken wine has a much drier finish. This is it starts off kind of strong and you would expect it to be really dry at the finish, but it's not, which I guess makes it really easy to drink. Oh, this is French rosé as well, which I, I appreciate. I like I like a French rosé. Um, so it's good. Is it worth $17? Hell no. Get my chicken wine. It's, I think, better than this, but I will say this is pretty good. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Mm. Okay, so let's talk about my week with my girls. Um, Number one, I will say that I'm so excited for my nanny to come home. She's basically my wife. So she helps me take care of the house. I mean, she really helps me take care of the house. She runs errands for us. I mean, just everything. And I know how hard she works. I mean, this house is a lot to keep up with. And I really like things a certain way. Um, So I kind of busted my ass this weekend. I got some projects done around the house. 
I felt like I spent a ton of time with the girls and I yelled at them a lot, um, but kind of in a playful slash crazy way. I would tell them I if <laughs> if I had a dollar for how many times I told them that they were driving me crazy, uh, I'd be super rich. But they did drive me crazy. But it was so nice and so much fun, and I really needed it. It totally feels like the holidays now. Like I don't know. I hope Nana goes on a trip once a year, every year around this time, because it was absolutely perfect. excuse me, I'm ready to go back to work, (laughs) Um, kind of, I'm ready to not be at home anymore, but this was, it was incredible, and you know, it's the, it's the first time since we moved in that I really got to be at the house at times all by myself, and really got to kind of work in the house, and on the house, and take care of it, and love it, and I don't know, it was really, really nice, So, yeah, I've spent, I've had other weeks in the past, maybe Lorena went on vacation, maybe last year or two years ago, and I was home with the girls, and I was not in this headspace, plus I wasn't in this house, so it it was just really different, so I feel like I did really, um, I did really good this week, I just loved being with them. I think they really enjoyed being with me despite my flaws. I put up with theirs, they put up with mine. It's a, it's good. And I think Steven really enjoyed me being home and enjoyed me being happy. I was PMSing to the max. So I don't think that that helped with my um, level of patience or bad mood, but I'm kind of like Stella, like I'm a hundred percent happy, happy, happy until I'm not. And then I lose my shit. And then when I decide I'm over it, I'm over it. And I just expect everybody to move at the same speed I do, which doesn't always happen. Um, but yeah, it's been an incredible week, (laughs) a crazy, um, I don't even know if I want to tell this, um, it was, it's, I wish I would have had cameras following me around. I feel like we have a pretty interesting life. I feel like with the work that we do and, um, just our family life, I feel like we could have our own reality TV show for sure. Um, so Tori, this is probably, you don't want to hear this, but this is real. Okay. So Tori said she had to poop and, um, she probably should be wiping herself at this point. But uh, I still like to double check because, you know, nobody likes a dirty booty. So she went and she wanted Stella in there with her. They went in Stella's bathroom. And we have the little little potty training toilet in Stella's bathroom and, of course, the real toilet. So Tori's on the real toilet. And I figured Stella was going to be just in there with her reading a book, hanging out. Hold on, let me get a sip of wine. I'm going to try to continue to drink while I while I podcast because I think I'll be more fun and um, it'll help my voice. So hold, please. I'm just trying to <clears throat> see how I feel about this wine. I mean, I think it's good. It's just so different. Um, maybe it's just because it's not that dry. <clears throat> okay, so... They're off in the bathroom, and I'm just expecting Tori to call me whenever she's ready for me to come in. I'm in the kitchen, 
putting stuff away. We're putting up Christmas decorations. We put up Christmas decorations today. The house is so cozy. I'm so glad we did it. It's the Sunday before Thanksgiving. So we're ahead of the game, which is really nice. So I'm in the kitchen. Tori calls me. She's calling me, like frantically calling me. And she usually does that. Like as soon as she's ready for me to come in there, she's screaming at me over and over again. So I'm like, oh my God, I'm coming. And as I'm walking down their hall, she said, Stella pooped on the floor. I'm like, what? So I um, walk around the corner and I walk into Stella's bathroom and there Tori is perched on the toilet. Stella is sitting opposite of her on the miniature toilet and there is a hard round ball of poop sitting on the floor next to Stella. I'm like, what the hell? And Tori's like, I don't know. I don't know. I told her to sit down and go to the bathroom with me. And then I look over and there's poop on the floor. I'm like, oh my God. And so I think what happened, um, God, if, if you have kids that are still in diapers or in pull-ups, this is so disturbing. But Stella has these poops sometimes. They're just like hard balls. I don't even know how they pass through her body. But um, it was one of those. So I think she sat down to um, go to the bathroom or pretend to go to, who knows, on the little toilet. And when she pulled her her pants and her pull-up down, uh, the little ball of poop just fell out on the floor. So uh, it was kind of like, what's that movie? There's shit everywhere. Whatever that movie is, that's how it felt. Uh, but we got it cleaned up. It's just another exciting adventure of mom life. Um, so the house is no. I guess we're not fully decorated. the The family room, the living room, we got the huge twelve foot tree up and decorated with our family ornaments, and um, yeah, that room's decorated. It looks beautiful. There's a few things around the kitchen. I don't want to go too crazy with Christmas decorations, just because. It makes me panic. Um, I just like things to be clean and pretty, and I don't want things to look cluttered. We got rid of we, oh my God. We got rid of a lot of our Christmas decorations last year um, because we knew they weren't gonna make it into this house, and we've had them forever and ever. So we don't have that much, which is really nice, but. Um, I want to get a few more trees. So we have the big tree in the um, downstairs family room. I want a real tree in the upstairs den. And I want to decorate that because that room's really dark and cozy. So I want to decorate that with like plaid and I don't know, kind of like old school home alone feeling decorations, gold and plaid and bronze and I don't know. So like that. And then um, in our master bedroom, I want to get um, a real tree. And I don't know that I want to put any decorations on it. You know, our master bedroom is very, very, very simple. Um, the walls are white. We have a big black headboard fabric. Fabric? What is it? Kind of like velvety feeling tufted headboard. Really, really tall. And it's um, around the bottom. There's the same fabric that kind of wraps around the mattress and wood floors, a big white fireplace, 
white curtains, a big, huge leaning mirror. I mean, it's very, very simple. The um, Our bedside tables, they weren't actually meant to be our bedside tables. They were just these two. Um, they're, they have black marble or granite and then kind of a brushed gold around the edges. Just really actually kind of small for the scale of the bed and for the room. Um, but we have one of those on either side of our bed and um, <coughs> because we decided we weren't going to do lamps on our bedside tables, we did kind of like um, chandelier wall sconces on either side of the bed and white comforter, white sheets, white. It's just very, very clean and very simple. And I think maybe some people would feel like it's a little bit cold of a space, but to me, it's so clean and so simple and so romantic like going to a really really high-end hotel when you're away from everything and it's just this beautiful clean space and then out the window out out of the windows you can see the beautiful pool and the green trees everywhere you look it's just perfect and clean and just kind of relaxing. So I don't think I want to do, as far as the decorations in general, there's not much more I want to do with the space at all. I want to keep it super, super clean um, just so that it can have that kind of like spa-like feel. Um, but I do want to get a real tree in there and maybe wrap it with white lights and let that be it. Hold on. My throat is so dry. Um... So I want a tree in there and then I want a tree in the kids' den back in their area and maybe, I don't know, I want to buy decorations for their tree that kind of suit them, kind of pastel colors. I don't know. <coughs> but yeah, I think those are all the decorations that I want to do. So most of it having to do with trees. When I want to get... um because we have a lot of family decorations. I mean, Stephen and I have been together now for 17 years, since we were 16. And um, we've been old people, I think, this whole time, like collecting Christmas ornaments. We still have Christmas ornaments that we exchanged and, and got to decorate our tree in his room when we were 16 from the dollar store. So some of these, as hideous as they are, we'll never get rid of them. And then somehow over the years, we've collected a lot of like ugly ass, mean nothing ornaments. So I want to get rid of a lot of those. But because even on the 12 foot tree, I mean, we didn't even hang up all the ones that we had. We had to start at the very end. Steven's like, I'm running out of space. So we started, um, I started kind of pulling out the ones that were just random and had no sentimental value. But they have these ornament um, carts, basically. So they're on wheels, they're on casters. And they're drawers. <clears throat> and you just, and they're relatively shallow. And you just pull them out and you lay your ornaments flat in them. And then you store them in there. And it's so easy to put them away and put them up. Hold on. Sorry. This is so, sorry if this is so hard to listen to. I don't want to swallow into the phone. I don't want to cough into the phone. My voice sounds so terrible. Um, but anyways, I want to get those to organize our um, 
our, I almost said oysters, how bizarre, our ornaments. Right now, we keep them wrapped up in newspaper and shoved in these big bins. Very unorganized and a pain in the ass to unwrap and put away and stuff like that. For some reason, Stephen and I both hate the idea of decorating the tree. So we like getting all the decorations out and putting things out and making it feel Christmassy. But we, in the past, the past few years, we've put off actually putting the ornaments on, maybe because it just feels like a lot of work, even though it's sentimental and it's fun. Um, But this year, well, today... Steven's like, well, when do you want to do it? I'm like, let's just do it. We're going to be so happy and so thankful and we'll get so much more time because if we didn't do it tonight, it would just be one of those things that we just kept putting off and putting off and putting off. So (coughs) I'm so glad we did it. And we normally decorate, like most people, I think, the weekend after Thanksgiving, but we have so many things going on Um starting I mean hell starting tomorrow Monday the Monday before Thanksgiving so I really just wanted to enjoy it and it feels very holiday-ish it's not like we're rushing through Thanksgiving it's just kind of snuggling into the whole holiday season and um the past few years we've gone to New York um we would start in the Hamptons and then for two nights and then in the city for three or four nights. Um, but we did our Wimberley trip instead this year. It just sounded, I don't know, it sounded right. And it was right. It was perfect. Plus, I went to New York with Megan, um, my best friend, a couple months ago or a month ago. No, two months ago. Um, so I've gotten my, my little fix for a while Um, let's see. So for Thanksgiving, we are on the actual Thanksgiving day. We're going over to my grandparents' house, my mom's dad and stepmom. I'm not really close with any of my family. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't have a whole lot of family. My, you know, my mom's passed away. My sister's passed away. My Dad is in Louisiana, and I haven't even talked to Steven about this, um, but his health isn't doing too good, and I got some other news that his health just really isn't doing too good, and I think I'm avoiding dealing with those emotions. I mean, obviously, since I haven't even talked to Steven about the details of what my aunt shared with me. I don't know. I It's selfish of me. My dad and I aren't very close, um, but I just find myself avoiding calling him, which sounds terrible because I'm his daughter, and I don't know. We've been through a lot just with everything. We've never been super close. I mean, my parents divorced when I was three. Um, and he's extremely loving. So, so, so loving, very easy, but we've never had a deep relationship. Like I don't know him at all. I feel like my mom passed away when I was 23, but I, 
at least I know who my mom was as a person. I don't really feel that way about my dad. And I should, knowing that he's not doing well at all, I should, I feel like I should be responding differently than I am, but I don't know. Hold, please. Um, so anyway, back to Thanksgiving, trailing off as usual. So we're going over to, um, Ginny and Fernando's, that's my grandma and grandpa, and I love Thanksgiving over there. Okay, so when I was a kid, it used to make me so nervous to go over to their house because, um, they're... I don't even know how to describe it. They're not fancy. I don't know. They're just well off. And my mom grew up with a... My mom grew up well, but she was the black sheep of the family. Kind of went her own way and did her own thing. And so whenever my mom would... Whenever we'd go over to um, these grandparents' house or meet at the country club or whatever... My mom would get so nervous and yell at us a lot because she was so nervous and she would make us so nervous. And when we were there, I just felt like I didn't fit in at all. Um, (coughs) I mean, of course, the country club and I don't know. It's like, I don't know. It was was different. And, And so, hold on. I feel like I have to say hold on because there's going to be these long silences while I take a sip of wine if I don't. Um, But after my mom passed away, I continued to go over to their house and to the country club for different holidays. And all of a sudden, I just really, really, really started to enjoy myself. And I just love the way that they entertain. I feel like it's, I feel like their personalities are so similar to Stevens and mine, except my grandma Jenny can cook so well, but they're so laid back about everything. Everything is so nice and so beautiful. It's like casual elegance is the best way I can describe it. I mean, everything is just, I don't know. It reminds me, I feel like the way that we've done our house reminds me of how I feel and felt at their house. It's just so, everything's so beautiful and so nice, but it's so comfortable too. Um, so anyway, I'm really excited to go over there. So on Thursday at two, we'll go over there. They always have tons of champagne and mimosas and Bloody Marys and the little mini bar. And it's just, it's just gorgeous. Jenny's cooking in the kitchen, and I don't know. It's just wonderful and beautiful. Her tablescapes are amazing. Um, It's an easy, beautiful day. So I'm so excited to go do that with the girls and with Steven. So we'll do that Thursday. And then Friday, we celebrate Thanksgiving with Steven's family, and it's going to be at his aunt's house um, 
this time. They kind of, they rotate whose house it's at. Um, and this aunt and uncle, they actually, they got affected by the flood. It destroyed the first floor of their home. And so they had to get it completely redone. It was bad and sad and quite a journey with the contractors and getting it done but I'm so excited to go see their house and um it's it's a completely different vibe it's it's really nice and fun it's just very very it's two totally different vibes between my families and Steven's families but I love them both so much um Steven's family's definitely not as boozy which is okay I guess but I really like the casualness of everybody sipping wine the whole time. Nobody's stressing out over when we sit down. We all sit down when the food's ready and that's it. Everybody's eating, you know, nuts and cheese sticks in the, you know, in the living room. And Stephen's family's a little bit more punctual and uh, a little more high stress in the kitchen and getting things done and ready and making sure everybody sits and there's a five minute warning to go to the bathroom before um and there's a very small group but it's just it's a little more structured but it's great and I'm it's I'm just so excited to spend time with family so that'll be Thursday and Friday and then Saturday Stephen and I are going to go to the Renaissance Festival it's I feel like it's the it's the last weekend and it's the Christmas themed one and we thought about bringing the girls but then we said nah so it'll just be Stephen and I again and we just have so much fun drinking and eating and people watching and shopping for ugly things and so we'll do that on Saturday. And then Sunday, um, our neighbor here, her daughter is turning two. And she's having it at this little winery. God love her. Um, right down the street from our neighborhood. And it's great. They have outdoor place for the kids to run around. And she's bringing stuff for kids to color with and it'll be great. I feel like kids parties should be, you know, especially when they're really young, should still be centered around adults because kids can have fun playing in empty boxes with markers, you know? Um, so I love that it's at a winery. So it'll be fun. The girls will have fun and it's going to be an amazing weekend. And then I guess it's kind of like the march towards, um, towards Christmas. Hold please. The past few years, we've gone and spent the night, probably the past three years, we've gone and packed up, and even though Stephen's parents live like 10, 15 minutes away from us, even from our rental house, we would pack up and go and stay over Christmas for the holiday, like for a week. And (laughs) you can go back and listen to um, my podcast from last year and my anxiety just gets really, really, really high during the holidays. And Stephen is like um, Christmas vacation Sparky. He has such high expectations for everything. He wants to do everything. I mean, he literally is Sparky, literally, which is so cute. And I love it, but it also puts a lot of stress 
on me. So when Stephen and his parents are planning on, okay, we're going to go to this play that night. We're going to do this lights, you know, not light ceremony, but we're going to go look at the lights at this place on that, all that. I just let them plan shit. You just tell me when and where to show up and my makeup's on and I'll be there. I can't um, be involved in all the planning. I get very annoyed with all of the planning. I like having things to do and making memories, but all of the planning and thinking that every weekend is jam-packed for the next two months stresses me the F out. So I'm kind of just taking it bit by bit. I don't know that we're going to go and spend a ton of time at Stephen's parents' house this year just because, golly, I mean, we waited so long for this amazing house and I really want to spend time here. So I'm sure we'll spend a night or two over there and then hopefully they'll come spend the night here in the little nook that I'm in. I'm going to freaking call this my nook. It's the study. Hold please. Okay. It's the study in our house. So it's downstairs right when you walk in the front door. There's this wood paneled room and this beautiful green textured wallpaper. These heavy, heavy old school curtains that um, cover these two sets of French doors, these wood French doors that lead out onto the patio. Um, It's very old school Ralph Lauren, this whole room. Oh, and there's a Murphy bed. And the wall, and one of the paneled walls, it's the coolest freaking room. It's so adult and so cool and so beautiful. We chose not to redo this room in the house because we loved it so freaking much. Uh, But anyways, this is where Stephen's parents can and will stay when they stay over. And I mean, I would want to sleep in this room. But I feel like I want to make this my podcasting room. I listened to a podcast called Bitch Sash. And they talk about, they record in the nook. And it's in one of their homes and it's just their little place that they go and record. And so I feel like this is my nook. I I close the little sliding doors and I'm propped in a chair sipping my wine. I mean, this is just freaking perfect. Um, And my wine's kicking in. I'm feeling very relaxed and very happy. But I think we need to discuss the introvert versus extrovert, which I teased the last Um, podcast which this has taken way too long (laughs) to get to you but again the cough so hold please okay so on this vacation I told you that I feel like Stephen finally understood where I was coming from with my anxiety and my needing to be alone. So if you listen to the last, um, I think the podcast is called Anxiety for Christmas. And it's from last year on Christmas time. And I think I'm sitting in my car. We were, were staying at Stephen's parents' house and I just needed to get away. So I think I went to the gym or CVS or something. But I just talked about all of these activities and being around people all the time. And I think Stephen's put up with the, with with 
me and with me needing to step away, especially, I mean, imagine Sparky, imagine Sparky's wife saying, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be around to go cut the Christmas tree down or whatever, because she's having anxiety and she needs to be by herself. I mean, it's really hard, really, really hard for Steven to accept that. But over time, he really has. And he realizes that after I just have that time by myself. And again, the very, very, very specific kind of time that I need, which is I need to be by myself. I need nobody to need me whatsoever. And if the rest of the world is awake, which most of the time, my alone time now, it's not like I'm waking up at three o'clock in the morning where I truly can be alone and no one needs me. Because Stephen wakes up early now, so I, my world is shared 24-7. But I need him to want me to have this time by myself. Not just to let me have it, but I need him to want me. I need him to want me to have it, which is so fucked up that I'm so fucking needy on exactly what I need, but I can't help it. I need it because if I have the sense that anybody needs anything or if he's disappointed, if the girls are disappointed, then even if I'm by myself, my mind is elsewhere and I'm not, I'm not okay. I just need to be freaking free. And so somehow we were on the way back from dinner. Hold please. And, um, I was trying to explain to him how I felt and we were talking about how the little bit of alone time that I have, like what a big difference it made and he was really, really glad and um, I was trying to explain to him, oh, this is what happened. We were talking about introvert versus introvert versus extrovert and I explained to him that I am an introvert with extrovert tendencies. He's like, wait, what? Because he's always thought of me as an extrovert. And I think for the majority of my life, I thought I was too because I love being around people. I love loving people. Like I need people. But the way that I recharge is by myself, which makes me an introvert. I am a textbook introvert in that way. I need to be by myself to recharge. And he's like, oh, interesting. Like, I never knew the difference. And I forget how I learned about that definition of introvert. Um, But I realized at that moment that I was. And I think it helped me kind of understand myself and my need to be alone, even though I need people all the time. Because the, the truth is, I need to be needed. I absolutely survive and thrive off of making a difference in people's lives. That is why I'm alive, is to affect people's lives, period, right? Um, But then at the same time, if I don't recharge, then everything that feeds me suddenly is killing me and is suffocating me and drowning me and to a lot of people that wouldn't make sense at all, but I don't, okay, so that's how I feel, and that's how I've told Steven that I feel, but I'm like, whenever I leave the house, everywhere I go, every single fucking person that I run across, when I'm driving, I'm constantly worried about 
the people around me? Like, am I, okay, if, if I'm in the left lane, am I going fast enough so that the car behind me doesn't think I'm going too slow? Um, did I wave at everybody inside my neighborhood as I'm leaving? Um, every single person that I run across in the store that I make eye contact with, every single, everybody I'm giving myself to and I'm caring about and I'm, I'm, I feel some sort of connection to every single fucking person in the world that I run across. Everyone. And that's just going to get coffee, running to the grocery store, driving to get gas. I'm giving so fucking much of myself to other people that nobody sees. Nobody gets it, but... I'm giving myself and I love it. It makes me very, very happy. And it, it is who I am. I will never not give a fuck about people. And when I say that, that I don't, that's just me like being on the dark end of fuck, I hate everybody. And when I say that, it's because I'm, I'm drowning. I'm drowning in, I'm just drowning because I have nothing left energetically have given it to every fucking person every fucking stranger that's walked past me every person who I've made eye contact with every person that I've said hello to everybody and that's just the light touches that I have with people and then there's all of these deep interactions that I have with my employees and our our members our tenants who rent from us there's so much that I give to people every day and I, it's, I'm giving a million percent. Like I'm giving everything that I have. Everything. And so if I'm giving that to Stephen and to my girls and to my employees and to my tenants and to every fucking stranger that I see on the street... At the end of the day, I have to recharge. I have to. Because my life, like my purpose in life is to give. But the only way I can do it is if I have this protective space where I can just breathe. And I know that nobody needs me. I know that the world is going on. And in my little bubble, everything's okay. It doesn't matter what the fuck I do. I can listen to a podcast. I can watch trashy TV. But there's nobody needing my energy. My, I'm, like, I'm like a magnet. And maybe I'm like the positive end of a magnet. And everybody, everybody else in the whole world is the opposite end of that magnet. And so whenever I'm around anyone or anything else even if i'm trying to be alone and i'm supposed to, i'm i'm supposed to have that freedom to just take care of myself if i'm around other people then i'm drawn to that and i'm giving like it's just who i am and so i need that time to absolutely be alone so that i can recharge so that i can give again and it's like this cycle 
You know, I mean, Stephen will never, ever in a million years understand what it's like to be in a vulnerable place because you already feel so fucking empty and to feel so socially anxious that you can't even go to the grocery store because I can't because I have nothing left to give and I don't want to look at people. I don't want to be around people because I don't have anything left to give and I'm resenting people right now. It's so weird, but I know that somebody listening to this, if anybody's listening to this, this is so bizarre that I'm sitting here talking into my phone and thinking that people are listening to this and connecting with this, but I know that I can't be alone in feeling this way. And explaining that to Stephen, explaining to, to him that every single human being that I run across in any capacity, even in cars next to me, I'm giving my energy to and I'm caring about. I'm feeling them. I'm an empath to the, to the max, you know? Um, he can never understand that because he is not that. <laughs> He's the exact opposite of that. But, you know, I can't change who I am, nor do I want to. And he loves me for, you know, the the positive that comes with this. But then there's also that really, really dark, moody, empty side. And so if I can stay on a good balance and... um giving myself the time that I need, I think everything works out. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's the kind of aha moment that me being able to explain to Steven and him really understanding, it's not just me not wanting to be around him, me choosing to to watch reality TV instead of being with him. On the outside, that's how it looks, but that's not it at all. Um, it's because of everything else I just said, you know? Okay, have one last sip of wine. Hold, please. I don't even know how long this podcast is, but I feel like it's long, and I appreciate you being so patient with me and I'm sorry that I didn't do a vlog. It's not a vlog, right? There ain't no video, thank God. <clears throat> but I'm sorry I didn't do this like I <laughs> like I thought I would. You know, Steven asked me the other day if I could do anything, like if money didn't matter and I could do whatever I wanted, what would I do? And at first, my answer was, well, I feel like I would do exactly what I'm doing, which is taking care of people <laughs> and my members and my team and kind of, yeah, if we didn't have to worry about money, that would be incredible. But just to do the same thing, I think I would do that, right? I wouldn't necessarily want to move because I really love the house where we live in, our neighborhood, I love that it feels so separate from the rest of the world, but so close to the rest of the world. Like, I feel like it's freaking perfect, right? But then, 
I'm like, okay, well, if I could do anything, maybe I would have a podcast, like a real freaking podcast where I could have a studio that I could go in and I would have a schedule and I could actually get paid to do this, which I probably could if I actually committed to it and I don't know, really tried. I don't know what it is. I literally think about podcasting every day. I feel like this I feel like this is something that comes pretty easily to me and I do want to pursue it so much on a regular basis. I hate to say I'm going to do anything because then something's going to happen and I'm not. So you may not hear from me for another month or two or six, <laughs> but my heart is in doing this in the least. I mean, yeah, I, I love audio so much. So I feel like this is amazing. So I would do a podcast and I would get paid for it. I would be very, very popular um, with my Lady Heather podcast. And uh, I would do interior design. No, fuck that. Excuse me. I would not do interior design. I would do decorating. Mm, like consulting. Let me be as how can I not be responsible for as much as I can? I would like to go shopping with people or to sit with people and help to put rooms together and decorate them like I have our house so far. Like I feel, and our salons, like I feel like (coughs) I do a really good job with warming up spaces and making them really, really, really special. I feel like I have a knack for that. So if I could podcast and help people put the finishing touches and decorate their spaces, I feel like that would be my dream job. Plus, I still want to do kind of what I do now. So I don't know. I guess I don't have anything else to say right now. I almost hate to say goodbye because I don't know when you'll hear my scratchy little voice again. But thank you so much for being so patient with me and for giving me your attention. And um, I hope wherever you're listening to this, I hope it brought you some sort of happiness or peace or distraction from the rest of your life. And I love you so much. Hold on, let me not sign off all the way because you know I have to shut this podcast off. And hold on, putting the passcode in my phone. 50 minutes? I really feel like I've done well here. Um, I love you guys so, so much. Please, please, please follow me on Instagram at Heather Suchma, which you probably are because how the hell else would you know about this? Um, give me feedback. Send me a DM. Uh, If you're an anchor, leave me a little voice memo. I love you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye. Well, shit, now I have to open my phone again. How embarrassing. That was such a good sign off. Okay, bye.